Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. FM 104. It's Room 104. It's Cormac and Saoirse here. And um, we're edging ever closer to some form of normality and some form of uh, freedom. And uh, obviously in relation to the lockdown, which, you know, your head's probably done in at this stage. I know ours are in different days are happier than others. But listen, I suppose we're heading in the right direction, thankfully, hopefully. And uh, delighted to say joining us on the line now is uh, Minister Simon Harris. Minister, thank you for popping on. How are things? Uh, thank you for having me, Cormac. How are you? Yeah. Do you know we're what? Actually, I'm going to stop there. I'm going to say that because we're kind of now easing into more, well, I'm going to say normal life. It's not really, but we can kind of meet people again. Yeah. I'm finding that really overwhelming and I'm fa- finding I'm very anxious about it because I've spent so much time on my own and then suddenly I can meet people again and uh, I don't really know how to, how to communicate anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose it's been a, it's been three, three, three and a half months. It's been such a really weird time for everybody, but uh, we're able to edge now back towards some degree of, of, of a new normal, maybe, where we can begin to slowly start to meet up with people uh, again. Though, though I am reminding everybody that it is a, it's not the time to kind of go and meet your second cousin twice removed. We are asking people to just kind of look, identify who are the people in your life that you've been missing. You know, maybe close family, granny, grandparents, parents, uh, other half, you know, friends, people that you've been, people that maybe you've been missing, your kind of core contacts. I meet up with them in a, in a safe way uh, rather than trying to kind of go around and ra- rapidly increase your close contacts because one of the challenges we had with this virus before was when somebody got the virus, they had about 20 or 25 close contacts. So in other words, they were risking spreading the virus to 20 or 25 mm. other people. One of the things that obviously happened during the lockdown was people's close contacts dropped to about two. Now, obviously, people's close contacts will go up as they start to move around, but we just still need people to kind of to kind of be careful and kind of just use a bit of cop on, I suppose, in terms of trying to keep your close contacts as small as is possible. Yeah, and I suppose on that, I know you were tweeting about this a, a little bit earlier on, but overall, we and in relation to the, the reproductive rate that we're seeing with the virus, yeah. we're kind of heading in the right direction? Yeah, look, we really are. I mean, all of the kind of all of the kind of signs and stats are going in the right space. So this morning there were seventy five uh, people with COVID nineteen in Irish hospitals. I mean that's quite incredible. Uh, a couple of weeks ago that was several hundred. At the peak that was around a thousand. There's twenty nine people in intensive care, and obviously we think of all of them literally fighting for their lives, and we really hope they, they get better. But that that number was ninety nine a few weeks ago, and it was one hundred and sixty uh, back in April. So the number of people in ICU falling, number of people 
getting COVID-19 falling. Number of new cases every day falling, just eight new cases today. You know, we've seen kind of single-digit cases or cases in the team uh, now for quite quite a while. And thankfully, the number of fatalities, the number of people passing away also falling. But I have to say to all your listeners, it's falling because of all the things you're doing. Keeping your distance, washing your hands, coughing into your elbow, um, you know, keeping your contacts low. If we If we got a bit sloppy in terms of how we how we follow the public health advice, it wouldn't take much for this to, to kind of creep back up again and to take a grip in our country again because the virus is still very much here. It's just we've managed as a, as a country to kind of suppress it, which is, which is some achievement for, for your listeners and everybody in Ireland. Now, would you recommend as well that we wear masks when we're going out and about to the shop and stuff? Because I've kind of heard mixed reports on whether that's necessary or not. Yeah, no, it's a really good question. And there, there has been kind of mixed, mixed views on it for a long time. And if you put lots of different doctors or scientists in rooms, you were getting lots of different opinions. But we have a very clear view now that if you're getting on public transport, so you're getting on a bus or a Dart or a Lewis train, or if you're in a shop or a supermarket, or in an enclosed space where you can't really socially distance, you should wear a face. We call them a face covering. And the reason we're calling them that is you don't need the same mask that a nurse or a doctor would have in a hospital. And in fact, you can even make your own face covering. There's actually videos up on my Twitter as to how to do it. You can make them with socks and T-shirts and the likes. You can obviously go out and buy, buy a mask as well. But you, uh, yes, the short answer, you shouldn't be getting on public transport or going around the supermarket without one. There are some exceptions. Obviously, some people will have a medical condition that they can't wear one. And um, we don't recommend them for children under 13. But the idea here is it's not a magic shield. Like, it won't stop you getting the virus. But what it does is, this is a virus that transfers from droplets. So the, the droplets in your, in your mouth, in your body... Uh, can pass on to somebody else. And what it does do is make it harder for the droplets to spread. So it's it's an extra hygiene measure and it is absolutely recommended that you do it. And we're going to launch a, a pretty big public awareness campaign on it in the next couple of days. Okay, well, good to clarify that. And thanks for doing that as well. Uh, the, the last time we uh, had you on, uh, sorry, the last time we had you on, we were obviously chatting about the important social issues, which were things like uh, hairdressers and yeah. barbers. And uh, there's been talk today that the date to open hairdressing barbers has been moved forward from the end of July to the end of this month. Uh, can you comment on that at all? Is that confirmed? So there'd be no one who'd be happier to confirm that than me if you look at the absolute <laughs> date uh, of my hair at the moment. It's getting harder to stick it <laughs> to, my, to my scalp every morning. But um, the answer is there's no decision made yet. I mean, I should say this. There's hairdressers and barbers across the country dying to get back to work. They're employing lots of people. We need them back to work. I also know from a mental health point of view, Actually getting your hair done and making yourself you know, feel a bit better can be an important part of your own well-being. So we are eager to, to help them get back open. What we're doing at the minute is we have our, our public health emergency team looking at all the remaining things to be opened, including hairdressers and barbers. And they're due to make a recommendation to us uh, next Thursday and uh, next Friday. So in a, in a week's time, we'll, um, we'll make a decision on that. So we'll have a definitive answer to the question on hairdressers Friday week, tomorrow week. Oh, okay. Um, that good to clarify that as well. And for yourself personally, will be will you be changing up hairstyles and maybe going for a, a modern fade, or do you have any plans for? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I'll, I'll be I, I'll be joining what I'd imagine will be a long waiting list to get into a barber's <laughs> because they're yeah. going to have to do things uh, very very differently. And I've been hearing already of lots of people trying to book appointments for when they're back open. But uh, I don't know anything just to get it out of my hair and ears and all these other random places. And start <laughs> well, to, I think you could uh, sport a man bun. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> if it goes another few weeks, I might have to give that serious consideration. <laughs>
Long flowing hair in the doll, you know, you might like to look like some other TDs that have been in there before, but sure, we won't go down yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. uh, that road right now. Uh, the, sure. the, the, so um, the, the other thing people are kind of uh, pressuring mm. you uh, and the other health authorities on is the whole issue around the two metre rule, which a lot of people, um, especially in hospitality, so restaurants and pubs are like, listen, we won't be able to stay open on that. So is there any, any comment on a, a change to the two metre rule, especially for kind of restaurants, cafes and bars at the moment? Yeah, so firstly, the most important thing to say is two metres is the public health advice. And we heard from the World Health Organization today that if you stay two metres away from somebody else, you have a greater than 90% chance that you won't get to catch the virus from. If you go down to one metres, I think it drops to around 70% of the chance. So if, if, if the aim here is to keep people well, to save lives, to weaken the virus, two metres is the public health advice. So to anybody listening to this programme, we need you to stay two metres. What we are looking at is in certain situations, certain hospitality places and the likes, if they can't keep the two metres, are there other things that they can do to keep people safe? Are there extra measures they could take different to, different to the two metres? So we have uh, people reviewing that at the moment. And again, when we make our decisions next week, uh, about the final kind of phases of the reopening, we we'll have a look at it in that context. Sounds good. And obviously, nightclubs and all that kind of stuff, restaurants, that's staying closed for the time being. So, I mean, we're hoping to be in a position that restaurants and cafes start opening in phase three. So, in about three weeks' time, things like nightclubs and stuff are are, are probably a good bit further away. Right. Okay. Um. Well, it's good to hear overall uh, heading in the right direction and and to start getting people back to work and 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 all those things which I think people would would welcome for for once. Um. Um. Yes. And hopefully sooner rather than later. Last couple of things that I wanted to to, to ask you sure. about. I don't want to I don't want to leave you without possibly giving you some ideas about how we can re-stimulate the economy. Um, <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> right. Um. I was just wondering, would there be any talk of um maybe at the end of the year, uh, a new bank holiday so that we could maybe you know help kickstart local tourism and local businesses and, and have a day off work yeah i think it's a really good idea i suppose most people that i meet at the moment just want to get back to work and um, so i suppose the prior, first priority is to kind of try and get things back open and um, but look i hope i hope when we and it's above my pay grades but i hope when we get through this that there will be a chance to have a kind of day where we get to look back and um, and and maybe as a country kind of you know, I don't know, celebrate in a way or, or or maybe celebrate the efforts that people have made, our frontline staff have made and uh, and as you say, support kind of local businesses as well. So it's a possibility that we're going to be able to kind of have staycations in Ireland this year. You know, we might be able to see kind of restaurant hotels opening. Hopefully if we get through this phase safely, you know, people travelling beyond their own county. It'd be nice for people to be able to get out and about around Ireland and as you say, support local businesses and stuff. So I think, I think there's two things we're going to have to do when this is, when this is over. One is celebrate the incredible work done by people on the front line and the efforts people made and then secondly also have have a day and an opportunity to commemorate all the all the people who are grieving and all the people who've lost their lives and the terrible suffering that this has brought so there are definitely two things we want to look at and um, how we recognize the frontline workers and how we how we kind yeah. of grieve together and um, but but again this is probably a few months away we need to just get through the next i suppose one of the things i'm a little bit worried about now is because the figures are going in the right direction people kind of presume that that's guaranteed to continue and my absolute message is it's not what we have to avoid now is what they call the second wave and the government can't prevent that second wave the only people who can prevent that second wave is every single one of us working together and that's why we need to kind of keep up the advice keep up the hand washing wear the face covering when you get on a when you get on public transport or when you're in a shop don't go around meeting the world and its mother 
if we can get those sort of things right over the next while, it gives us the best chance of being able to move forward and get back to some degree of normality. I just wanted to ask as well, just in, in relation to working um, from home, I know you were saying a lot of people are eager to get back into work. Yeah. If you can work from home, should you continue doing that or are you advising people to slowly kind of start getting back? No, really important point. If you can work from home, we need you to keep working from home because by you working from home, you're enabling somebody who's doing a job that they can't do from home to get back to work. So even things like at the minute, because we're having to socially distance on public transport and the likes, you know, we, we need to make sure that we keep enough space on the public transport for the people who absolutely have to go to work and the essential workers. So, yeah, the advice is if you have a job, and a lot of us do now that we can do our job, you know, with technology or with a laptop or whatever else, um, please do keep working from home. And I think we're going to need people to do that for quite a bit of time to come. And then final final question, more of a suggestion again. I'm just This might be kind sure. of outside your department. Um, now, I think you're in the wrong job. I think so. Listen, I'm just doing a bit of research here. It puts my ideas into you. It's more of, a, again, a, an economic stimulus idea. But what about sure. for the month of December? I know we've already racked up stupid, stupid amounts of debt trying to uh, yeah. obviously deal with the, the COVID payment, right? But listen, a little bit more won't hurt anyone long term. What if we didn't have to pay any PAYE tax for the month of December? <laughs> That's definitely above my pay grade. Um, no, no, I learned a long time ago not to make any promises you couldn't keep. I think because I'm the health minister, we're going to need people to keep on paying their taxes so we can uh, keep on running the health service. So uh, can't give you good news on that Maybe just the nurses. There you go. The nurses don't have to pay any tax. Officially well, we confirmed by Simon Harris. <laughs> we definitely have to. Well, I'm married to a nurse, but, uh, so we, um, there you but go. no, we we uh, we definitely uh, we're definitely going to need to look at something we can do to help our frontline staff. But um, I think there'll be a lot of people in the Department of Finance very angry if I announced we weren't paying tax in December. So <laughs> better not go there. Yeah, let, Just let, jump on the not. government jet and leg it. You'll be fine. You're like, listen, out of here. See you. Bye now. <laughs> well, uh, listen, uh, Minister, we appreciate. We go, sorry, go no, on. Yes. We can, we can't stop now. Okay, I don't know if you have been Simon watching any kind of repeats of TV shows that you've loved back in the day I have that's all I've been doing lately so I was watching Entourage I'm now watching Derry Girls which I hadn't watched before yes but now I've started to re-watch The West Wing which uh, a little birdie told me you're a fan of I am a fan of The West Wing I haven't watched it in a long time though but that's back when like American politics at least you know you'd like to watch American politics on TV and American political programs compared to mm. what sometimes we have to see on the television these days in terms of a President Trump and the likes. But yeah, I am a, a bit of a West Wing fan, though. I did start watching, um, oh, I can't remember the name of it now, but um, Ricky Gervais is in it. It's really good. Um, Afterlife? Afterlife. Uh, in so my, good. In my, little bit of, in my little bit of spare time, not that I really have spare time, but when I get home at a later hour of the night, I've started watching Afterlife. Highly recommend it. Both kind of funny and serious in the same way. Really, really good. Well, look, I have four questions here uh, from the West Wing. I just want to see if... Oh, God. Okay. Your, your knowledge is, is any use because oh, um, wow. it, it was a while ago. Now, I didn't get many of these correct myself, but I just want to see if it rejigs anything for you, right? Okay. So, okay. I'll give you the first one. What does Lord John Marbury always call Leo? My good boy or good man. Uh, no, I can't remember. No, it's an actual name. Oh, no, nothing. Simon. See, I've never watched this series. I can't even help you out, Minister. <laughs> there isn't even a clue. I'll do now. some Googling and I'll feed it into your ear. Hang on. <laughs> Right, okay. What religion is the president? He's Catholic. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. ding, ding. Okay, you got one. One right. Okay, I'm going to try and get get you an easy one. In season six, Donna quits her job as Josh's assistant. Instead, she goes to work on whose campaign? Oh, it's not the Santos campaign. Yes. 
Phew. Oh, you're good at this. Season pro. This is, this is going back. Now, this is really touching my memory. I haven't watched this in years. It's <laughs> um, good. Two out of three is pretty good. Okay, the last one. Now, these are just very strange, random ones. But who said the following quote? I'll kill you with my shoe. Kill you with my shoe? DJ? Uh, no. Mandy Hammer. Oh. Look, two out of four is good. I'm two out of four. Who well killed you with your shoe? I need to answer that one. Mandy Hampton. Can't even remember who she is, but okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna. If this pandemic ever ends, one day, one day we'll watch <laughs> we it again. Go back and watch. It. One day we'll watch it again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, well, listen, fifty percent. If you can get a fifty percent approval rate now, Simon, all yeah. things will be absolutely fine. So yeah, it's yeah, not a bad score. Yeah, if we pass with shining colours. Uh, listen, Minister, thanks a million for giving up your time this evening. Oh, no, I appreciate the, uh, the information as well. And yeah, we'll Thank chat you so again much. soon. Yeah, keep well, everyone. Take care. Bye bye. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.